From the Thinking Out Loud studios, it's the Thinking Out Loud podcast with Kevin and Kyle, the podcast that exists to help you navigate the culture of today from a biblical perspective and to help you grow in your relationship with God. God has commissioned and called you to be a light in this culture. The only way you can do that is to know the truth. No matter what circumstance you're facing, no matter what season of life that you're in, if you truly want to find success in that season, you're going to have to go back to the simple question of what does God say about me in this moment? There's no shortage of information in this culture, but there is a shortage of truth. Welcome back to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. My name is Kevin Wilson. And I'm Kyle Wenzel, and we are excited to bring another show to you today. Previously, we've talked about some food items in the beginning of our show, and if you guys know me at all, you know that I'm a foodie, that I absolutely love food. Typically, I like the food that Kevin hates, and so we'll start (laughs) there with that list of onions and watermelon and and everything else. But as of recent, and we, we all know that we're going on two years now of going through the coronavirus, the pandemic, the shutdowns, the CDC advisories, all of that. And we've seen some residuals from it in the workplace, especially in the medical field. And so as of recent, I was just talking to Kevin and I was letting him know that I think I'm going to change my diet habit a little bit. Just want to be a little healthier. And uh, (laughs) if you know me, you know, I love red meat. You know, I love chicken. You know, I love Brett. Listen, I love everything. Okay. The, the problem is, is that on him, you can't see that he loves that stuff. But on me, you can't. So the, the problem is, is I wear hoodies and, and baggy shirts. But uh, I don't but care no, how I was, baggy I was... my shirt is. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Being a, being a father of three, all of my kids are under five, five and under. I tell myself. Yeah. I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. and I'm I'm going to be in the 5 a.m. club and I'm going to go to the gym. How many times do you think I hit the snooze button? How many times do you think I've gotten up at 5 a.m.? Then I say, you know what? After work, I'll hurry up and I'll run to the gym. I'll get a quick workout in, which never happens. When you've got a family of five and three of those are under five years old, daddy needs to be home. And so I basically looked at my wife and told her, hey, I want to start a new diet. Now, for those of you that know me, I'm constantly starting and stopping diets. I'm constantly like low carb, no sugar, or try the keto or whatever it is. And it usually lasts. I actually did an egg diet recently, lasted three days. I've tried to do liquid cleanse, doesn't happen. So I finally found a diet, Kevin, finally, that I think I'm going to be able to do. And uh, some of you, you may think I'm I'm switching religions when I say this, but this is not a religion. This is a diet. It's called a pescatarian diet. So what do you feel? What do you feel about, do you think Kyle can do it? Do you think I can do all fish and vegetable? Again, as you said, I think you can do it for a while. I don't think it's sustainable. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do the diet. It's a sustainable diet, like keto. You can't really sustain keto, right? No. And then eventually, and I'm an example of this, you gain all your dang weight back, okay? It comes back with a vengeance. (laughs) The low carb, no sugar, like when I say low carb, I'm talking like red meats and just veggies. That's a little more sustainable. 
which is why the main reason I switched to fish is because I eat a lot of red meat, mm. like an unhealthy amount of red meat. And I just doing my research on the pescatarian diet, the omegas, the way your digestive system reacts to fish and especially certain types of fish. I think I'm going to try it. Yeah. It promotes a, it promotes a better weight loss and obviously it will help me operate at a higher level. So I'm going to try it. And I, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to keep our listeners updated. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and give a secret. I am currently sitting at 207 pounds. All right. I'm going to keep you updated on this. A very chiseled 207 pounds, may I add. Yeah, it's just in the face. It's the beard. Don't let it fool you. Oh, man. <laughs> listen, he, hey, listen. It, hey, listen, listen. This dude, he, he, he's, he goes out sometimes with his shirt off. You don't go out with your shirt off if you look like, you know, unless you're on cops. You don't go out with your shirt off. And, <laughs> I've been on a rerun of cops. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, man. But listen, listen, guys, if you were wondering, this is a little little tab into my secret life. I'm going to try this. I would love to partner this with a gym routine. I just don't know that I have the time, Kevin. So for the start, it's going to be a healthy dose of tuna fish, salmon patties, some mahi-mahi, and uh, we'll see how far this goes, bro. And no tilapia. No tilapia. Ladies and gentlemen, stop eating that dang tilapia. That's bacon. That's I did saw research. It's actually worse than bacon, depending on how much of it you eat. Don't do that. The goal is to clear your arteries, not clog them. All right. But listen, we bring this up. I bring this up. Let me ask you this, Kevin. Is there since since there's always a food item that I bring up that you don't like? Yeah. <laughs> is there a fish that you don't like? I don't eat seafood. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! I cannot, <laughs> dude. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you, man. I hate. You know what? It doesn't seafood. surprise me. I cannot. I did not expect that. I expected like tuna or like perch. Bro, you don't eat seafood. I don't like seafood, man. Like, I, all right. Yeah, there's. I mean. You know, my, my mom used to cook salmon when I was a kid and I would eat it. It was all right. You know, I mean, it wasn't, you know, but I don't eat any. Yeah. I look, the, the closest thing I ever, this will show you how much I don't like it. The closest thing I'll ever get is yesterday I had crab ragoons, um, which are good, you know, but it's like, come on. And then lobster mac and cheese, <laughs> like other, th- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not real. Like, you know what I mean? Don't look. You would throw the mac and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm sorry. Listen, listen, lobster mac and cheese is good though, bro. Oh well, my good. goodness, lobster mac and cheese is something else. But it's good. But I'm not gonna sit down and eat lobster. You know, you know what I mean? Like I just, I'm not a. Yeah, I'm not a a fish person and at all or seafood. I hate sushi. Sushi is like the nastiest thing. One of the nastiest things I've ever had in my life, actually. (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We'll add that to the list of things Kevin doesn't like. The entire panel of seafood is completely gone out of his diet. Unless it's in mac and cheese, of course. (laughs) Yes, of course. That's what I'll be asking for Um, in heaven. If, If Jesus does one of his things where he wants to fry us some fish, I'll be like, man, can I at least get something... To go with that, I I can't. 
he probably already have mac and cheese ready for you, bro. Yeah, I he already knows. Mm-hmm. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the reason we're bringing this up. Obviously, we've been dealing with COVID for quite a while now. Yeah, and you know, Kevin and I have our separate stances, though we line up pretty much similar. We have different perspectives, different lifestyles, different health reasons. I mean, really, just a difference in opinions on COVID. But the one thing that we can agree on is the fact that when you witness somebody you love, yeah go through what COVID can put people through, which is hospitalization and become a very tense and serious situation. You, you begin to understand that there are certain aspects of life that we can control and a a healthy diet and healthy, healthy, just systems is something that we can control because we can determine what we put inside of our bodies. And so Recently just had a family member that went through a serious bout with COVID. And I know medical workers too in my family that they're just telling us, listen, we're understaffed, we're overwhelmed. And up until this recent case, guys, I, I really didn't believe it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, there's just no way. Like we're not seeing the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but what's happening is is that is that they are that they're running out of the ability to take care of individuals, and I've seen it. I've seen the shortcomings in critical care units, ICU places in the hospitals, and it made me double think, okay, how am I taking care of my body? Not that COVID's a respecter of anything, don't get me wrong, but it would help, right? And so I just went on that tangent of going, listen, I can't get in the gym anymore. I'm eating like crazy. I'm starting to gain weight. I could do better for myself. But with all that being said, the time of the year has come again. And I, I feel like this is just a continual thing. We did this last fall. And I remember you and me, Kevin, we were trying to schedule events and stuff last fall, right? Yeah. And we're like, well, let's see what happens after Labor Day, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Because yep. We, the numbers were rising. Well, now we have a new variant out. And again, just over 4,000 cases yesterday we, we've yeah. seen. So we're seeing a surge, especially as more in-person events are going to take place. We've got school starting, we've got fall sports starting, and we've got Labor Day weekend. Now, We wanted to get into this discussion because we're starting to see some other things emerge along with surges. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see where the CDC, as always, they've issued guidelines for public places, workplaces, school systems. They never forced it, but then it's up to those separate entities to enforce it. And the CDC has issued guidelines for workplaces to follow as the government and CDC continue to encourage a majority of us to get a vaccine. But what I want to suggest today is after what we've experienced, and we'll get into it, we'll get into the countless accounts of RNs and nurses who are dealing with discriminatory acts at work. We're going to get into the cases of how school systems are forcing certain things. And whether we agree or not, isn't going to be the conversation today. It's going to, it's going to solely be based on freedom and what we deem legal, not illegal, right, not right. Just in a summary, this is what I want to do. In a summary, from the Health Action Alliance, this is basically the summary that the CDC has given for any workplace for vaccinated people, non-vaccinated people. So here goes. A fully vaccinated workforce creates the safest possible workplace environment for employees and customers. That's what we've always been told. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We've always been said, listen, we've always been told, like, look, hey, if we're going to help the curve, if we're going to lower symptoms, if we're going to stop the spread, we need to get as many people vaccinated as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, Kevin, you and I, 
we may be on two different sides just on this this aspect, right? Like, I for one probably won't get the vaccine. Yeah, right? and so and, I, and I'm not and so, but, no, yeah, and I'm not saying I will either. I mean, I, I, I here's I want to make sure I, I want to make oh, sure yeah. that our listeners understand that we neither one of us are big on vaccines. We're just not. No, that that that's no. just not something that we're you know. And I uh, I agree with Kyle on a lot of a lot of uh, fronts here. You know, I think where we where we may have to look at things different yep. is age and underlying health conditions, right? So you know, I, I've got age working against me. I have a, a couple of underlying health conditions against me. Right. Like I have a couple of things, right? You are the you are the center of of healthy perfection, chiseled, can go all beautiful with your shirt and chiseled. <laughs> Bald, beautiful and chiseled, yes. Uh, Listen, you can't chisel and shake when you walk, okay? I shake when I walk, so I ain't chiseled. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, like Kevin was saying, listen, we like, and that's what I meant in the beginning when I said, listen, we have two different perspectives here. You know, there's, and I've always, we've always taken that stance. Yeah. And up until just recently, the nation has taken that stance. Yeah. But we're starting, and it's the stance of, hey, listen, if you're someone who feels like you should get the vaccine, then get it. And if you're someone who feels like you don't need to, then don't. But up until recently, things have changed. And, and here's what I want to explain. From the Health Action Alliance, they're basically quoting saying, listen, if a vaccination requirement is not an option for your business, we recommend these steps. Step one, routine testing. Require all workers and regular visitors to be routinely screened with rapid tests. And a lot of places are doing that. You got to get tested once or twice a week. Step two, proof of vaccination. Allow anyone who provides proof of uh, full vaccination to bypass the routine testing requirement. Okay, so again, this is just in accordance of the fact of, hey, listen, I've got my vaccination. I don't need to get the routine test. Okay, mm -hmm. so still, no, again, in, in my mind, okay, cool. You got the vaccination. You should bypass some things. And for those of us like me who choose not to get the vaccination, then okay, I'll, I'll succumb to doing tests twice or three times a week. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm understanding of that. And then it says step three, support workers. I'm going to pause there for a minute. Support workers. I think this is where, where the CDC guidelines and big business, small business, state officials have completely just taken two different routes. So step one, allow for routine testing in your business. Step two, allow for proof of vaccination if they don't want to do the testing. And then step three, support your workers. Offer paid time off and other incentives for vaccination and recovery from the possible side effects, including for working parents who choose to vaccinate eligible children. Consider organizing on-site vaccination clinics for workers and families or offer transportation support, child care, or incentives to improve access to vaccines. This so far seems like a very fair and logical way to handle things. Yeah. Right. It, we're, we're still given the option in this process. We're still given the freedom. But frankly, it's just not the way things are being executed anymore. That's right. The forcefulness of vaccination has now been the operation system at hand. And so what we've seen not only surge is we've not only seen the second variant surge, but we've seen on the surface We've seen a lot of outrage surge, whether it's on social media or news platforms. And the outrage that's been serving, surging, Kevin, is based on the lack of freedom for vaccination choice. Yep. It's blatant discrimination because of the free choice not to get the vaccination. 
its workplaces and public marketplaces, creating a toxic and intimidating environment for those who choose not to vaccinate. And medical privacy, such as HIPAA, seem to have gone out the window with little to no help legally. And so we're kind of stuck in this like cross tension because it's just starting to surface. So we, we haven't seen much time for anyone or anything to respond to this, but we have seen, and I just want to give, I want to lay the basis and then Kevin, you and I can talk about this and, and again, give our perspectives on this, but we're not just talking hearsay. I'll give you some specifics and I'll start with me, my personal pediatrics. You don't need to know who they are up until this point. My kids aren't fully vaccinated and they're allowed to be seen. Let's, I want to make it clear to the audience that one of the reasons why the mandates are coming out is because, you know, some of you may know this or may not know this, but the the FDA has given full approval to Pfizer for its vaccines. So yep. we were we were kind of warned by uh, you know a lot of the the media and and different ones that mandates would probably start coming down for vac to for vaccines once yeah. the FDA fully approved at least one of the vaccines. So now uh, right. as of I think it was last week that they approved it. Now that mm-hmm. they've approved it, or it could have been this week, I can't remember. But now that they have approved it, I think we're going to see a lot of mandates come down with employers and especially government agencies and, and universities, stuff like that. I think we're going to see it across the board. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to make sure that the listeners, if you didn't know that the FDA right. has fully approved, because before we had, it was emergency use, you know? So yes, people were right. getting it, but it was only right. approved for emergency use because we were in a pandemic. Now it has total approval from the FDA moving forward. Yeah, and because of those mandates and because of the FDA approval, we're starting to see that hard line in right. the sand. Yep. And it's frustrated a lot of people. I get the frustration. Listen, I get the vaccine too. I understand both sides. And so yeah. we're going to talk about it. But I wanted to bring in a little personal. I experienced it my own my, myself when I was pretty much told by my pediatrician that I was going to have to find a new pediatrician if I chose not to vaccinate my kids. Yeah. Which hurt hurt my feelings because I love my pediatrician. Yeah. And I love everything about their system. We drive 40 minutes because we love it that much. Wow. Only to be told we have to look elsewhere. So again, we can get into whether I think that's wrong, that's right, that's legal, that's illegal. The point is, is because the mandates have come down, it's given businesses freedom to do such a thing. And we've seen you hear us say public places. We've we've seen video footage of Trader Joe's publicly refusing service to a woman who did not show her vaccination card, who instead showed a medical exemption. And the response was, we reserve the right to refuse your service. Hmm. And, and, that, and, and so <laughs> whether, again, that's legal or not, we, we hear that. We've seen countless of, and this is where my heart truly breaks, uh, hospitals nationally where personal medical accounts of nurses and doctors being replaced, being told they're going to be replaced, being threatened to be replaced and even treated differently for being unvaccinated. Now you have to understand this is the disparity here. Mm -hmm. Nurses spent a year and a half helping patients without having the vaccine. Yeah. Running out of PPE, working overtime, quarantining from their own families, 
oftentimes feeling like the plague themselves. And now they're being told if they don't get the vaccine, they will be replaced. One nurse accounts to say, them saying they were going to give her three days off to rethink her decisions not to be vaccinated. And then also being talked about, would you be okay with us looking for your replacement? Mm. Like just the threatening conversations that she, and guys, this is all on news. I mean, this was, this was spoken about at the Capitol. She had her whole statement out and, and you can find that on the news. So this isn't something we're just making up. We see countless times where nurses are stepping down because of the pressures and just trying to get ahead of the curve on that. New York City, it started where New York City kind of made it where it was just restaurants, gyms, and bars, where if you could not show your medical vaccination proof, then you could not enter there. Now it's starting to stem in certain parts of New York where grocery stores are starting to do the same thing. And so now people are trying to have to shop online, pick up their orders online. They can't go into grocery stores. Uh, like Kevin said, we're going to see more and more of this kind of stuff because the mandates are allowing for this. And just recently, Delta made their statement that they were losing $40,000, I believe, annually due to COVID insurance policies of some sort. And so now for the employees that choose not to be vaccinated, until they vaccinate themselves, they are going to be deducted $200 a pay a month. 40000 No, but it's 40000 annually per person, right? Per person, yes. Okay, okay. You're right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry about that. No. Yep. Um, and so, and so even, even with that being said, you look at somebody and go, do you go against how you feel about being vaccinated or do you short yourselves $200 a month? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people could go, well, $200 a month. I mean, that's $200 a month, is $200 a month. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, and yeah. So- and, and, and to do this, you have to understand, I mean, some people, I mean, because everybody at Delta doesn't make six figures or, or over or whatever. I mean, you're talking about uh, low, lower paid hourly workers who, you know, these are you know, sometimes they're just young people trying to raise a family or trying to buy their first house, trying to just, you know, live. We understand how expensive things are. And I'm in this space. I'm, I, I'm an HR professional. And so these are the kind of decisions and meetings that I'm in on trying to figure out, you know, I have 200 employees and we, yeah, I mean, these are decisions we have to make. Do we make, you know, uh, do we mandate, I should say, our employees to get the, the vaccine, right? And it's a, it's a tough situation because the kind of industry that I work in, you know, our, the people that we, we employ are, are, the majority of them are revenue generators in the sense that if they don't work, we lose a lot of money. Yeah. You know, some of these people produce, you know, million, two million, you know, two and a half million dollars for us a year. And so it's, it's very difficult to, to make those decisions because on one end, yeah, you'd love to tell everybody, hey, get the vaccine. That way, you know, we feel like, you know, for whatever reason, it, it could be safer, right? But then on the other end, you sometimes cause an uproar with your employees because there's uh, some employees that are like, I'm not taking that thing. You know, I'd rather go somewhere else before I would, you know, uh, work somewhere else. You know, so it's very, you know, I'm just wanting to bring in that perspective from an employer's perspective. It's tough. And when Delta says things like it's going to cost $40,000 more, right? I, I've sat in the broker meetings. I know what it's like for us, you know, for, uh, you know, us to keep telling employees, hey, listen, go to the doctor, get your preventative care, get all the stuff that you need. Because if you don't get your preventative care, 
the insurance looks at that and goes, hmm, you have 200 employees. Not one of them have went to the doctor get, to get preventative care. What's the likelihood that one out of or a few out of that 200 is going to have a major medical event? Well, it's highly likely. And, well, yeah. and then you become a, to the insurance company, you become a high risk. You, you became a high risk company. So then what do they do? They raise your, your insurance prices for the next enrollment year. And then what do most companies do? We have to pass that, that cost to you, the employee, right? And so when Delta says things like, hey, it's, it, you know, it's going to cost us 40000 a year per person, if they don't get that, to a certain extent, I understand it, but I think there's more behind the scenes, right? That, you know, <laughs> there's other yeah. things, and, and Kyle could talk to that, but, you know, but I think sometimes there's more to the, to the, to the uh, situation than that. Yeah, and so listen, the reason we wanted to bring this up is because, and we're going to talk about this, at what point do we feel like our freedom's just being ignored? Yeah. You know, at what point, regardless of how you feel about the vaccine, at what point do you feel like freedom's just being ignored? Because under the Personal Health Act, which is constitutional, we're supposed to have protected health information that includes all individually identifiable health information, including demographic data, medical histories, test results, insurance information, and other information used to identify a patient or provide health care, which also means your choice to accept certain treatments and not accept certain treatments. And by having to show vaccination cards and things of that nature, we are completely bypassing that freedom of without consent saying, I don't have to show you my medical history. That's right. And so I guess giving everyone the right to make the best medical decision they feel they need to make without any of those decisions being showed without consent. I mean, there's no way that nurses are being segregated based off decisions if people aren't talking about their medical history, which every single one of them are trained on HIPAA laws. Mm -hmm. Those seem to be going out the window. When we are denied, unfortunately, when we're denied services, because we can't show certain medical stipulations or whatever, again, that is, that's, a, that's a violation of our right and of our freedom constitutionally. So, so I guess, Kevin, at what point are we going to start saying, like, at what point is, has freedom been completely stripped? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, are we seeing that now with the, I mean, I think a lot of businesses are going to tie the insurance claims to it, and which legally, I guess they can. But are we starting to see that now? Are we starting to see where this mandate, because we've never seen this before with mm -hmm. vaccines. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've never seen it mandated to the point to where people are, they're losing money over it. They're losing jobs over it. They're not able to walk into certain departments because of it. So where, I mean, I guess where are we, are we heading towards that? Have we already gotten there? Where are we at with our freedom? Yeah. So I, here, here's my take on it, Kyle. I just, I feel like we're going down a dangerous road, and I, I'm f so far from a conspiracy theorist. I, I couldn't tell you how nah, far I, I love am. conspiracies. Yeah, so I'm I hate conspiracy. I, it's just just not where I go. But for me, I look at it and say we're we're and I'm not and I'm also not a doom and gloom guy. I just I just think we're going down a very dangerous road when when the government can tell you what you should and should not do w when it comes to your body medically. Yeah. 
like that is a very day like you we don't want to go here because it won't stop here that that's the that's the thing i know people say well when the pandemic's over the government to get out they won't listen there will be another pandemic this is not going to be the last pandemic this is not going to be the last new virus that gets introduced to america and i understand that most of those viruses end up over in third world countries we never even deal with them and all of that kind of stuff but this won't be the end and i think we just have to be very careful that we don't you know under the guides of you know the disguise i guess i should say of well we just want everybody to be healthy and we don't want you know the issue though it is has a 98% survival rate right and i'm not saying don't get me wrong i had a friend who died like yeah. and i'm to this day i i think about him almost every day like it's it i can't believe he's gone i just i can't believe it and so i am not saying by any stretch of the imagination that we shouldn't be on high alert that we shouldn't do all the things that the cdc is saying and i you know freedom or no freedom and we can get into all of that well they're making us wear a mask they're making us do this listen mm. i my thing is we need to it's real it's not a fake virus it's not the flu it's not right. none of that right it's a real virus the issue is should the government step in and say well now you must do this or that right and and that's where our dilemma is and and likewise even though i don't get the vaccine here's the deal i'm not the kind of guy and i'm a conspiracy guy right. like i i am but I'm also not the guy that, that thinks there's something in this vaccine that the government's trying to push. And you got a lot of that going on. No, I strictly think the vaccine is the vaccine. I just, I personally don't need to get the vaccine. I haven't gotten other vaccines and I'm not going to get this vaccine because it's just my choice. I've done my research and I feel like what I need and what's best for me and my family, I don't need it. But what makes me not want to get it even more than that is the government stepping in and saying, you're either going to get this or we're going to take from your retirement. You're either going to get this or we're going to take from your tax exemptions. You're either going to get this or we're going to take from your check or you're going to lose your job or you're not going to be able to go into here. Now that you start saying things like that, it makes me wonder not about the vaccine, but what else is behind the push of this? So, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's the government up to that they feel like they really need to push this? To get everybody vaccinated because i just can't believe that this is the first vaccine that we're going to push in in american history this way if the health of people were that important to where we would you know what i'm saying because if that was the case polio would have been pushed that way if that was the case the sars stuff would have been pushed that way if that was the case the flu even though this isn't the flu the flu still got a higher death rate yeah even though and this is the me and you were talking about this I know more people who have either died or been hospitalized from COVID than I do the flu, yet the flu has killed more people. It's just, it's just crazy to me. And we can't, we can't even begin to figure all that stuff out. But the reality is that reality is those numbers don't lie, yet, however, this vaccine is being pushed way harder than any other. I go, in the, I go to the doctors and go, no, I don't want the flu shot. Nobody bats an eye. Right. No, I don't want the booster. Nobody bats an eye. I go into the doctors and I say, no, I haven't gotten the vaccination. And I'm there for 20 minutes with my medical official arguing why I don't want to get one. Right. And then leaving feeling like I am. And this is where I want to get into as well. 
I feel like I'm a liability to society. I feel like I'm irresponsible. I feel like I'm the reason that COVID's still spreading. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I guess the reason I, the re- what worries me is that I'm starting to hear it on sports radio, Kevin, where players are be call- they're being called liabilities. Hmm. Players that haven't gotten vaccinated are being yeah. called liabilities. Yeah. And, and when we start using terms like that to define people, we, we get to a scary point where the government now can dictate the way people view people. Because when guys like me who yeah. haven't gotten the vaccine and won't get the vaccine, I'm just, guys, I'm telling you, I probably won't. When we become persecuted financially or for, for our jobs or whatever, guess what's been trained in vaccinated people's minds? Well, that's a liability, and he asked for that. Yeah. That's a scary place to be. It is. And, and it's, a, it's a very scary place to be when you feel like you're trying to make the absolute best choice you can for, sorry, you, you try to make the best, uh, the, the best possible choice you can for you and your family, but you've got not only the media and society, but the government even backing the fact that you are a liability to society. That's right. a scary place to be. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a very scary place to be. And what it does is it further divides people. You know, we've been talking about division for the last two years now. Racial division, right? You know, we're seeing medical division now where, you know, if Kyle decides not to get the vaccine, well, well, now he's looked at as uh, as part of society's problem. You know what I mean? Literally, you're a walking problem. Well, that's why we can't get over this pandemic because of people like you, right? You know, and it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, right? I mean, and, and that kind of, and, and the government, the the big pharma, all of these people, they're powerful in this of getting with getting these messages out because they have endless of millions of dollars to put into ads and to put into things to make it seem a certain way. Right. Just so that you will get the vaccine. And again, I come down on this and say, guys, listen, I am not saying that you should or should not get the vaccine. Here's what I'm saying. I believe this whole vaccine thing is a very personal decision that you need to make between you, your God and your doctor. That, that, that's what I think. When people come and ask me, I've had quite a few people just come up and ask me, have you got the vaccine? Have you got the vaccine? Why does it matter? Listen, I pass by people all day, every day, have meetings all day, every day. I could care less if you've got the vaccine or not. I could care less. I don't, it did, it does, because my, and it is not me being irresponsible, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think if you were hacking in front of me for 15 minutes and, you know, yeah, I'd probably think a little bit in the back of my head, man, did this person get the vaccine or not? You know what I'm saying? But if I'm normally regularly talking to you and you're not sneezing and coughing and hacking and sweating up a storm in front of me, I'm really not concerned whether you have the vaccine or not, right? Because we can't shut the world down again, right? We just, we can't, right? So we're going to have to learn to live with this virus. And if, and if I feel that I should get the vaccine to deal with the virus, then that's what I need to do. If I don't feel that's what I should do, then I shouldn't be made to do that. And if somebody says, well, we're not making you do that, but here's the problem. If you're taking $200 out of my check every month because I didn't, you're pretty much, especially if I'm a lower paid worker, you're making me do that. 
because now I've got to either get a, I got to start Ubering or, or drive for Lyft or something to make that extra $200 a month. Right. Mm-hmm. And who can afford that? So, you know, especially again, if they are lower paid workers, you know, and even if you're not a lower pay worker, no one wants $200 taken out of their check for any reason, not for something like that. Right. Now, as an employer, again, I understand it to a certain extent because you know what? There are some companies who charge their, their, the employees that smoke, they charge them more. Yeah. Because of, uh, yeah. because they smoke. That's a really good point. F- for insurance. Right. And, and when, really when we point. sat down with our brokers, you know, we, that's an option that we have for our company, but that's just not something right now that we've so far have been willing to do. Right. So, so there are different classes and, 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 and different things that people can do that will cause an employer to say, Hey, guess what? You get, you know, your insurance costs $50 more every two weeks than everyone else's because essentially you smoke. You're a higher liability for us. You know, you could get cancer, you know, lung cancer and be in the hospital for a very long time. And we're going to lose money if that happens. Right. So there's some aspects of that that I, I get. But the problem is we haven't done this for any other vaccine. None. Well, and the problem is, is we don't publicize it. No. The way that this has been publicized. That's the big problem here. The problem isn't that. Listen. As a culture, we're always going to have to evolve, right? Yeah. Rules, regulations, things like that are always going to there's going to be new ones because we're just growing, okay? Right. But the problem is in the way that we process things and we handle things. And Kevin, when it feels like it's a discriminatory, like it's it's straight cut, you're either vaccinated or you're not vaccinated. And if you're vaccinated, you'll be treated this way. If you're not vaccinated, you'll be treated this way. That's dangerous. Yeah. And when the when when the when society, when big business, when government is coming out and they're handling things that way, that's very scary for individuals like me that go, Man, I'm really gonna get the shaft of things and people are gonna know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like like people are gonna know. I get that things that I do may be may cause me to be liable, but people don't have to know that. There's the whole point of that freedom and having that act. I just feel like we can come as people just like we do for everything else, man. We can say, listen, that's your choice. I respect it. I don't have to agree with it, but we can live with dignity. Right now we're being robbed and stripped of even having dignity in any of this. And so I guess too, what really frustrates me is for a vaccine that, and again, this isn't me being anti-vax Kyle, because again, I just, I told you guys, I don't think there's anything wrong with the vaccine. I just choose not to get it. I don't disagree with anything about the vaccine that, I mean, outside of certain things that are in it, but that's just my religious belief, you know, and, and that, that, that's going to skew me away from multiple decisions. Again, doesn't mean that I think that it can't be helpful for people. Now, with that being said, I would just assume that this vaccine, okay, outside looking in, take the politics away from it, right? The way this vaccine has been pushed, Kevin, I would think it was the cure to COVID. Mm-hmm. But we're finding people who are fully vaccinated, and I can give you account after account that they've died from COVID Mm -hmm. after being fully vaccinated. The most recent was a 39-year-old woman from Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. 39 years old, fully vaccinated. She died from COVID. Mm -hmm. There was a Dallas woman a month ago in her 40s, fully vaccinated, died from COVID. Yeah. So I I guess that's my point where I go, how in the world 
are we mandating something that hasn't even proven to be effective? Yeah, I know. And if you look at Israel, so Israel, I don't know if if our listeners know this, but Israel is, if not the, one of the most vaccinated countries in the world. Mm -hmm. And Israel, Israel is actually experiencing some of their worst numbers right now. 80% of their people have been vaccinated. 80%. That is Which a, is where America wants to get to. Right. Th- that is I a, think we're at like 60-something right now. Yeah, that's a very high number, right? Mm-hmm. But they recently had, in one day, nine... It was this week, I believe, they had 9,831 cases in one day of COVID cases. Now, and their highest... In the peak of the pandemic, the original peak was 10,000 a day. So basically, they are right near what their peak was when we had much less knowledge of the virus. We had no vaccine. We had not. I mean, there was experimental treatments, but you couldn't get them. I mean, it. but the, the, the numbers are all the way back up. So I guess I look at that and I say, you know, it just... I guess it just makes me wonder, like, what? It, it, so now their big push is to give everybody a booster, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what is happening? Either it's working or it doesn't work. Or or it's just it doesn't work against the new Delta variant, right? And and they right. say they said it does cover the Delta variant, you know? And again, guys, this is not... I'm not saying you shouldn't get it. I mean, I think there are some demographics and uh, of people that you you should get it. I yep. I, I, I truly do. I I yep. you know Absolutely. I, I I think you should. But then there's others that I don't think it's it matters. You know, because you're just not in the demographic of people that it affects to that extent to the point of death. There's a few odd situations here and there where you've heard of somebody super young that got it and, and, and passed away, but it, the majority of people, that's not mm-hmm. going to happen, right? And right. there's going to be some people that go through this entire thing and never get COVID to begin with. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, we, we have to remember, when we're seeing numbers like we're seeing, and they say, well, 4,000 people a day or this, whatever, you realize, you realize how many millions of people are in the, uh, the, the United States? There's like, I think somewhere around 300 million and I have to look up the numbers. I didn't look at the numbers of, of where we stand right now of people, of cases, of people who have had COVID. But it's, not, I, it's nowhere near 300 million. Right. So there's going to be a bunch of people, just like there's, I, there's a bunch of people that go through and they never got Ebola. There's other people who never got the West Nile virus. Uh, there's other people that didn't get the swine flu. Like, I mean, I don't yeah. know anybody th- that I know personally that had the swine flu. You know, they had H1N1, right? That was another thing. You know, I mean, all of these viruses that we hear about, and again, I am not dumbing down this virus because it is obviously deadly to us, some people for sure, right? But, you know, what it's done for me in my life is just realize that I need to be healthier. I need to choose healthier foods. I need to work out more. I need to, you know, all of the things that I should have been doing in the first place, um, you know, and which yeah. I, I was, I was going to the gym four times a week before a COVID hit. Right. And really trying to get myself together. Uh, right. And so, you know, but by the same token, 
you know, I, I still want to do that. I still want to continue to get on the right path, eating the right things, lowering some of the, the numbers that I have and different things like that, that, that could put me at risk. Right. So, yeah, I just think too, I think there's a responsibility for like, and I was talking to you about it because the one next thing I kind of want to get into is, is along with workplaces. I mean, we're seeing school systems now they're forced to make decisions going into the fall too. And I know a lot of parents are frustrated because for the most part, it's universal. I mean, you're going back to school, you're going to be masked up all day. Yeah. And, and But I think, there's a, I think there's an accountability and a responsibility for those of us who choose not to get vaccinated too. Mm-hmm. I really do. I just, I think at some point we got to learn that we're not going to die on every hill. Yeah. And there are going to be some places that don't require masks, but you know, I had to make the choice. Not that I'm happy with the choice, but I had to make the choice of, hey, I'm not vaccinated. My daughter's not vaccinated. So if her school chooses, we're going to mask up all day. Well, that's a decision that I've made, I, knowing that, listen, either I'm going to mask up or get vaccinated and I chose mask up. I mean, that's just a decision that I've made, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to riot about it. I'm not going to go nuts about it. I understand this is the position that we're in. And I respect the fact that so far schools have not enforced Students have to be vaccinated to come to school. Right. You know what I'm saying? So at some point, there's still that responsibility on the flip side to say, hey, listen, things have changed. Yeah. We're not going back to normal. Okay. And so we, I think, as Christians also have to hold the sense of responsibility as well. Yeah. I mean, I can be mad about it. I'm, I'm certainly frustrated about it. But at the same time, me being frustrated and choosing to send my kid to school, not wearing a mask. That speaks rebellion way louder than than anything else at that point. Yeah. And so, but let's talk about this for a second. I think one of the underlying frustrations, and, and you can speak to this too a little bit, Kevin, is I think we all understand that policies and protocols have to be in place. I think we, we know that. I think the frustration is just the process of them. Yeah. And, and the discrepancies of them. So, I mean, we've seen it firsthand in the NBA. And we'll start there and I'll trickle it down to the school. But in the NBA, you watched grown athletes sweat, bump into each other, jump on each other, yell in each other's faces without masks on on the court, only to go off the court, sit on the bench six feet from each other, and then put a mask on. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, that seems backwards to me. If anything, I would think you'd put a mask on while playing six feet apart with a mask off while not playing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. While every fan in the stadium has to wear a mask. And then we see this in the schools where the schools are universally basically saying, hey, listen, we're going to go fully masked in the classroom. Any kind of visitor has to wear a mask Mm -hmm. and we're going to go fully masked at any kind of indoor event as and then the athletes get the choice on the court. They're not going to wear a mask. They just have to wear one on the bench. Mm -hmm. And every part of me goes, I don't think we know what we're doing. Right. So it's hard to trust even that system. And I think people get frustrated with that as well. But as we talk about these frustrations, how do, if we're somebody that's sending a student to school, or if we're somebody who's become victim of these new policies at work, right, of these mandates, how do we respond? How Mm -hmm. do we, how do we handle these situations? And I know some of these are case by case because they're so different from one another, but as the Christian individual, how do we handle that? Mm -hmm. You know, how do we respond? How do you respond by saying, if I make this choice, I compromise my convictions. Yeah. But if I make this choice, I compromise my paycheck. 
and therefore compromise the well-being of my family. Yeah, I, I just look at that, Kyle, and I say, you know, the Bible says, whatever you can't do in faith is a sin, right? And so you need to follow your convictions. You know, if you somehow feel convicted outside of media, outside of all the drama and, and Facebook stuff that we see, right? Because anybody can scroll through Facebook and see a few memes and come up with the fact that the vaccine is not good or whatever. You can't mm-hmm. get your stuff. We, you know, and, and, and one of the things I had written in my notes, and I was, was going to mention it a little bit, but a little bit later, but I'll mention it right now, is, is we need to get back to prayer. This is our problem. Right. We're, we've gotten to the point where we can't make a decision because we don't pray. Like that's the problem. We, we, you know, the Bible, the, you know, Bible says in James chapter, James one, chapter one and verse five, it says, if any of you lack wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Right. And so if you are lacking wisdom on what you should do about the vaccine, ask God. Like, this is why we're Christians. This is, we, we have an advantage over people who are non-Christian because we can hear from God. We have yeah. his word. We have all the things. You say, well, Kev, it doesn't say thou shall or shalt not take the Pfizer vaccine in the word of God. You're absolutely correct. But you know what God's done? He has also said in the scripture, come boldly to the throne of grace where you can find help in time of need, right? You're in need of advice or wisdom on whether you should take the vaccine or not. Ask God, right? And if you sense you don't feel a peace about it, don't do it. But if you feel like that's something you should do, do it and don't worry about what the naysayers say or the people say or the church people say or your or the bishop say. It doesn't matter. It is your relationship with God. So I mm. want to take the, you know, I want to take the anxiety away from people who are listening who say, well, my whole church is against it, or my whole my whole family is against it. It doesn't matter. It is your life. And guess what's gonna not happen? Is if you're in the hospital for weeks and you can't breathe, guess who's not going to be there because they can't? Your family, your friends, your pastor, your whoever. It, it doesn't matter. They can't be there for you, right? So if you feel like that that's something you need to do, then you need to do it. And listen, there's a lot of misinformation out there about the vaccines and a lot of it. And, and a lot of this is, this is the reasons why people won't get it, right? So there, there's things that there's aborted baby fetus tissue or whatever in it, right? Now, I have studied that, and I don't see where that's true f- with, the, with the Pfizer vaccine, that there is actually aborted baby tissue in the vaccine. I believe, I believe it's not. I believe it's something to do with the umbilical cord if i if it's either way no one knows for sure so that statement can't even be verified right and i would say do your research on that right and that's i didn't do a ton of research about that before we get on the show because that's not what the focus of the show was but do your research on that and make sure you're doing it from a reputable source and not you know joesmith.com right we, we who you know joe smith anybody can get a dot com please don't you know uh, you know i'm i'm saying 
talked to some medical professionals. I've talked to nurses that I have friends that are nurses that are actually in the hospitals. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm talking to them about things, getting some clarity, stuff like that. Talk to your doctor, all of the things. But as Christians, the last thing we should do is spread misinformation because of your, especially because of your political view. Oh, they're trying to kill us. You know, they've, they've got something in this thing's going to change your you know, the molecular <laughs> structure of your body. Like, I mean, yeah, come on, guys, stop. Stop the, the, the drama, right? This is not, you know, we're not, this is not a, we're not reading a, 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 a suspense novel here. This is real life. So we have to act accordingly. A couple of things that I, I had just wanted to, I wanted to mention. Well, let me, let me say this. One thing I wanted to mention, and I don't know if you saw this. I didn't know anything about this until this week. Never heard of it because I don't go down the, the doom, I don't doom scroll. But here's what I here's what I heard. I heard that there are some videos out there and it was this was corroborated by many people after I said I didn't hear about it. Videos out there of people who got the vaccine, who after they got the vaccine, they put a magnet up to their arm or the site where the vaccine was administered and the magnet stuck to their arm. Okay. now I have a friend who is a mentor on a pastor friend of mine who uh, when I tell you right now, whatever this man says, you can take it to the bank. I, tr- I trust him fully. I, he, like I say, he's a mentor of mine. I, I, he has spoke many things into my life. I go to him for advice many times. And his daughter and son-in-law decided to go and get the vaccine the other night. They just decided. They were just sitting at home. And they're like, you know what? Forget it. We're just going to go get it. All right. They go, they go get it. They both come back home. The son-in-law makes a joke because he apparently had seen these videos about the magnet, makes a joke, goes, gets a magnet, puts it on his arm. His eyes get bigger than two eggs. And he goes, and cause the magnet ended up sticking to his arm. Like it wasn't that he would shake his arm violently. It wouldn't fall off. Right. And he put it right on the area where the, uh, um, they did the, they put the shot. Okay. So my, my, my friend said, why don't you go and get some alcohol wipes or something like that? It's probably the adhesive from the bandage, whatever, you know, so they got alcohol wipes, rubbed the area and he put the magnet back on. It stuck again, would not come off. Even if he shook his arm. Now there's two things that, that that's an issue here. One is <laughs> the government has said, and the CDC, you know, whoever, all the people have said, oh, that doesn't happen. Those people that have those videos, that's they're just conspiracy theorists trying to make up something, okay? Well, that's a problem because my friend saw it in his living room with his own eyes. It's not a conspiracy. It's not something that, you know, this doesn't happen. They, They did some camera tricks. This wasn't a camera trick. It actually happened. So one, the powers that be, whether it be the CDC, the government, Pfizer, all the big pharma, whoever, they have to first admit, yes, these things do happen, but explain why they happen. It's just a simple science lesson. If you put a magnet up against your arm, when you just got a vaccine that has multiple metals in it, we all know that all vaccines have different metals in them. 
there's probably a high concentration of metals in that vaccine. So what ends up happening is you put it on, you put it on that person's arm right after they just got shot in the arm with it, and it just might stick to a magnet. That is not some far outlandish possibility, right? That can actually happen, right? So first of all, let's not get sensational about things. And Christians, we are the we are number one at sensationalism. Like we just, I don't know what it is that has caused us to be that way. I don't know if we've read too many Tim LaHaye books on the, the, the whatever the left behind or what. We just get real crazy sometimes, right? We have to be careful that we're not the ones that's spreading the misinformation because people come to us as Christians so that they can get the truth. So the last thing we need to be getting our, 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 quote, truth from is Facebook and, 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 you know, whatever weird other news sites that we go to or memes that we follow to try to see, get our news. The other thing is this misinformation that some Christians are propagating is that this is the mark of the beast, right? Because you may be, you may be out there right now going, I, you know, I just don't, I, I'm just real nervous. I don't know if I should get this because, you know, it really sounds like the mark of the beast. If I don't, they're coming out with vaccine mandates. If I don't get it, you know, what if they say I can't go to the store and buy something or I can't, you know, whatever. Or I had to wear a mask in order to buy things. Right. So they said, you know, there were people that were saying the mark of the beast with the masks were part of the mark of the beast. Guys, I'm going to I'm going to literally read to you the scripture. Okay, because I want you to understand how absolutely ridiculous that is. And people who propagate this kind of thing, they should be ashamed of themselves. Right. Read your Bible. Right. The Bible says in Revelations 13, 16 through 17, this is specifically talking about the mark of the beast. He says and and, Revelation says, and he causes all the small and the great and the rich and the poor and the free men and the slaves to be given a mark on their right hand or on their forehead. And he provides that no one will be able to buy or to sell except the one who has the mark, either the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now, Revelations 14, 9 and 10. Then another angel, a third one, followed them, saying with a loud voice, If anyone worships the beast and his image and receives a mark on his forehead or on his hand, he also will drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is mixed in full strength in the cup of his anger, and he will be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. Okay. Now, listen, now you heard that straight from Scripture. Where did it say that this mark of the beast is going to be? It's going to be on your right hand or on your forehead. Please, anybody who's gotten a vaccine in the middle of their forehead or in their right hand, email us. I'd love (laughs) to see pictures. I'd love to see live video of that, right? These are, this is the, 
ridiculous things that we believe because we're afraid and we don't understand our Bibles and we don't read. And we just think of sensational things like, well, the end of the world is coming. So it mu- everything weird that happens must be about that. Right? Guys, we can't get our eschatology from the newspaper. We have to get our eschatology, which is the study of the end times, from the Bible. Right? Now, will we see some biblical events in the news? Yes. But you don't read the news first and then say, oh, yeah, that's that stuff that Jesus was talking about in Revelations. No, you read Revelations first, understand that, and then you understand what is happening in the world and how that could, might coincide with the end times. And even sometimes we get that wrong, right? We have to be careful and make sure we know and understand the word of God. And look, no one, and this is another important point I think I need to make is no one is going to be tricked into taking the mark of the beast. I was going to say that you're not, you're not going to be duped. Okay. You're going to make the decision yes. to follow the beast. That, that's the whole point of the wrath of that decision. Yes. You've made the decision knowingly. Yes. That, so you know what though? And shame on pastors for not teaching that. Yeah. Shame on pastors for allowing the talk to be, well, this could turn into the mark of the beast. You could unknowingly get something and turn shame on that, man, because that is the furthest thing from biblical truth ever. Ever. Don't get me wrong. Could will there be a very Will there be an aggressive campaign, a great marketing campaign from the beast, whoever this person is, to get people to get his mark? Sure, there will be. But again, Christians will know. Mm -hmm. There is no, and that's why when you say things like, and like you said, Kyle, when you say things like, well, this could be the the mark of the, you know, this is really leading up to the market. Listen, guys, people sometimes, they don't know how to decipher that. From this is the mark of the beast. I'm sorry to say, they just, they, they, because that just makes them afraid. I've said this and I'll say this again. When it comes to the end times, folks, the number one message needs to be, are, are we making disciples? Not spending time on how many heads was on the beast that came out of the water in Revelations, whatever, right? Not getting people like, oh, it's the, because everything that happens in society, it's been the end time, right? It's, oh, there was four blood moons. That was supposed to be the end times. Then it was supposed to be on in 2000 when we, when we went to the year 2000 from 99, that there was supposed to be some big shutdown and everything was going to go haywire, right? With the computers, right? I mean, you know, you don't think people in World War II and, and when, Hitler was was around and killing all all the Jews and all. You don't think those people didn't think that God must be coming, like He must be returning, right? And I am not saying by any stretch of the imagination that Jesus is not coming tonight. What I am saying is, no man knows the day or the hour. That's what the Bible says, right? So mm-hmm. let's not get sensational about vaccines and call it the mark of the beast. Read the Word. And I mean that with all love and sincerity, guys, I am not trying to beat up on you. What I am saying is when we propagate the wrong thing, we're the, we are the safe haven. We are supposed to be where the world goes to get the truth, to get the facts, to get all of the things that they're supposed to get. We're the, we're, we're, it's, it's us. If we're confused, if we're propagating the wrong thing, 
guys, where are they going to run? <laughs> you know, we can't be the wackos, right? We've got to be the people who has the truth. And so if you're afraid to get the vaccine because you think it's the mark of the beast, please, please, it's not the mark of the beast. It, it's it's just, just not. And most things that are going to come out in society, it's not going to be the mark of the beast, right? Your chip and your credit card is not the mark of the beast, right? You know, and I think that was the thing about the the vaccine, you know, cooking to your arm. They're like, well, there's a metal chip in your arm. You know, when they put the, you know, that liquid that they had in that vial, it turned to a, it turned into a microchip when it got it, when it went through your veins, it turned into a microchip. I'm getting crazy here, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this stuff gets me fired up, you know, like use common sense, right? If there's liquid in that vial, when they shoot it into you, it's, there's no microchips going to form. We're not Jesus. We're, it's not going to form, right? This is not turning water into wine. This is not any of that. This is you getting the vaccine. So hopefully you don't have a rough time if you get COVID. And if you decide not to take it, that's also your right, right? And so as Christians, let's, let's be at the forefront of doing what's good, sharing what's good, and sharing what's true, right? So anyways, I, guys, I, I know sometimes I come off a little strong and I, you know, you guys would probably have some questions about religious exemptions. You know, I, I, I looked into that while I was doing my research, you know, it, you know, can you get a religious exemption? It looks very gray right now. It doesn't, yeah, it's, it, there's it's no, hard. I mean, so, some, some teachers and some medical officials can not a whole lot of places are actually even accepting religious exemptions right yeah i mean it's just back and forth yes it's truly it's back and forth we have no idea if these religious exemptions are going to go through um i read some about the military i think frankly i think we're going to see a lot of court cases here soon there's going to be a lot of suing back and forth you know just because i mean people are just not going to let this happen and i think that's why the government I think that's why the government is not even coming, trying to come close to mandating it themselves. I think they're trying to push big companies to mandate it so that they don't have to be the ones who mandate it or to hurt you by taking money from you so they don't have to mandate it. So there's just some, you know, because they know it, it literally, you thought January 6th was, a, was an issue. You, you tell America that they must take a vaccine and see what happens. It's just not, it's just, it can't happen, you know? And so we're just, we're just not quote woke enough for that. We're just, you know, we're, we're people are just not going to do that. So I think, you know, and I'll do some more research on it guys, as, as, as things come through with the religious exemptions and stuff like that, we'll keep an eye on it. But right now it, it looks like sometimes it may work. Sometimes it may not work. And it's going to be up to you whether you want to take on a company that mandates you, you know, or, 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 you know, if the government at some point mandates you because a company does have a lot of wiggle room yeah. when it comes to these things. I mean, you don't have to work there. Like, you know, saying like our company, you know, if, if we can literally ask you legally, if you've had the vaccine or not, I can't just randomly come up to you and ask you about your medical history as an HR professional. I can't do that. But I can ask you if you've been vaccinated or not. 
And that's like HIPAA just goes out of the window. So again, I think there'll be some lawsuits. I think there'll be some things going through the courts. We'll have to watch that. But whatever we do, guys, let's remember at the end of the day, you know, we've read the end of the book. We win. Whether we're here or whether we're in heaven, we're, we're, we're winning, right? We're, because we're in Christ and we don't need to be worried about, you know, this world is not the, the, the end all. This is not it for us, those of us that are Christians. And so be encouraged, stay focused, read your word, pray for wisdom, get into a community of believers who love you and that are that will speak life into you. And you know that's the things that we need to be focused on. But we love you guys. And Kyle, did you want to share with them how to find us? Yeah, yeah. If you uh, if you want to even talk more about this topic, you know, maybe you're someone who's personally going through some of this stuff and just kind of want to talk through some of that. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram, Thinking Out Loud Podcast, or on Instagram, Thinking Underscore Out Loud. And we would love to interact. Yeah, absolutely. And if you on any device on any of our platforms, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, Apple, any of that follow subscribe tell your friends please 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 tell as many of your friends as possible share the episodes with your friends go on facebook i I put up graphics every week or kyle does one of us there's graphics every week on the shows and you know you can share those graphics on your own facebook page follow us and then rate and review us it helps us big time also if you want to give to the show in order for this show to stay on the air it's got to be funded. We, we, you know, we spent a lot of money to get this show, to make this show happen and of our own money. And so I just encourage you, if you love the show, you want to reach out to us, you want to give, email us, go on the website, email us, say, Hey, I want to give, how can I give? You can also Venmo us, just the at thinking out loud media. And then the cash app is uh, dollar sign thinking out loud media. And so just see us there. We're also, yeah, we're just doing some big things. We've got a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of things we want to do. We want to hear from you guys, but we love you guys. You have a wonderful rest of your week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Wednesday.